If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Headlines is brought to you by Don't take risks, use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices, yes, I am Samuel Kojo Grace, and this is Join News Prime. Welcome. In our headlines, this are fresh details emerge about the arrest of Professor Governor Frimpong Boating, former chairman of the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining. Also coming up, what is the state of Ken Go agenda started by some NPP MPs following Ghana's, Ghana securing an IMF deal? The majority leader has an update. Now, also growing numbers of refugees in the northern sector as more persons flee neighboring Burkina Faso to seek asylum in Ghana. We'll also hear from President Kufado, who admits that the influx may have allowed some terrorist entry into the country. At 8 p.m., I hand over to Pius Kojo Baka to bring you prime business. And Ghana's leading oil marketing company, Gold, declares dividend of 0.056 pesos per share to shareholders at its annual general meeting. We are proud to announce that Goyle, as a group, made a net profit after tax of 123.89 million in the year 2022, up by 26% compared to the previous year. At 8.30, Daniel Quarantine will bring you Prime Sports. And in sports, former Western Regional FA Chairman Kojo Yanka accuses GFA President Keto Kriku of destroying the unity within the Ghanaian football community. 
We're live on DSTV channel 421, GoTV channel 125. We're also live on myjoyonline.com and all our social media platforms. This is the home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please stay. Joy News Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. Now, former chairman of the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining, Professor Kwabena Fimpong Boating, has been arrested by the Office of the Special Prosecutor. Our sources say the OSP's actions are connected to investigations into the dissolved Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining and his involvement in the activities. He was released on a 5 million cities bail. Now, let's uh, turn to our presidential affairs correspondent, Elton John Broby, who's joining us via phone with some more on this development. Uh, Elton, what more do we know? So, Samuel, this investigation, according to our sources, and indeed collaborated by some officials at the Office of the Special Prosecutor, mm-hmm. actually started in 2022, specifically in October 2022, the Office of the Special Prosecutor wrote to Professor Pumpom Watem, mm-hmm. uh, who was chairman of the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining, and said that it had commenced investigations into suspected corruption and corruption-related offences in respect of illegal mining. It was also stated that the investigation targeted the activities and expenditure of the dissolved Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining, especially in respect of the seizure and management of excavators, machinery, road vehicles, and some gold nuggets. This same invitation was also extended to some officials of the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, as well as the Forestry Commission and other public officials and private persons. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that not much was done in this respect in 2022. Then the OSP will, will pick up this matter again uh, in May, 2nd May to be precise, when it acknowledged the recent calls for actions and investigations into the matters of Galamse by the public and civil society following the publication of a report on parts of these matters altered by former Minister for Environment, Science and Technology, Professor Antoine Boatem. So on the 16th of of May, mm-hmm. on the 16th of May, Professor Paul Boatien formally answered that call and appeared before uh, investigators working on behalf of the Office of the Special Prosecutor. Now, he was asked to provide certain information. One of them, expenditure covering an amount of 320 million Ghana cities. Government, you know, gave the committee to fight illegal mining, also to account for some missing excavators, some vehicles, some drones, some gold nuggets allegedly stolen by some operatives under the guise of the Interministerial Committee against illegal mining. Mm. Now, what we picked was on the 16th from Professor Mpombo appeared before uh, the investigators, and the question of his arrest came up. He got upset, walked out of the investigation room, and then to his home. Now, what we have been told is that he was followed to his residence where the investigators again told him that he was under arrest, 
and then on bail in a sum of bail bond in a sum of five million Ghana say, and they were in his house to establish his residence and to let him know that whenever they need him, they will call him to assist in investigation. So this arrest actually took place, uh, was formally communicated to him on the 16th of May when he first appeared before the committee probing the activities of the uh, Interministerial Committee. Mm. So, Elton, for clarity, this arrest has nothing to do with the report he offered about uh, illegal mining. No, absolutely. But, but then federal said that there's been a wider investigation into the publication or the letter uh, he submitted to the office of the chief of staff. But the, of the, the original invitation to him uh, was to come and assess or, or to answer questions relating to expenditure. And the amount is quite huge, 320 million Ghana. There's also some vehicles that cannot be accounted for. There's also discrepancy on the number of excavators that were seized 500 200 300 it is unknown some are packed around adenta but the number is nowhere near the one that was reported when this matter uh, was at its peak so he was called to respond to these matters and then the osp welcomed the call for action and investigation into the uh, correspondence between professor from pom and the office of the chief of staff, which has now become a matter of public knowledge. Now, what I can tell you for sure is that a tall list of individuals, including some journalists, some former ministers, some serving ministers, some former appointees of the government, some people who have who are described by the OSP as politically exposed, mm. some have already uh, some have already appeared before the committee. They've, they, they, they've written their statement and they've been cautioned. Some are yet to be invited. In fact, in the last hour, what I've picked from the office is that in the days to follow, more names are going to drop regarding the investigation into the publication by Professor Pompon Martin. But Professor Pompon Martin's invitation had to do more with the amount government spent mm. on the committee, how the money was utilized by the committee, the whereabouts of some machinery, road vehicles, gold nuggets, excavators, and the management of it as well. And then they did not finish with the investigation because he got upset when he was told that formally they were placing him under arrest and then he walked out of the investigation. But they followed him up to his house to let him know that the mere mention of the fact that you are under arrest should be should be taken as official. And that is where we are now. So when they want to take the matter to court, the OSP still said they are gathering some information. They call it far-reaching investigation that also covers matters raised in the report published by the uh, professor. Okay. Now, do we understand the total value of the items in question? So, what, what we know about the the budgetary allocation to the committee mm. that we are told is around 320 million Ghana cities. How that money was utilized is what the committee or the, the special prosecutor is demanding answers and demanding forensic audits of this, and they want the good old professor Pompati to provide evidence to back expenditure. And my information is that the, 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 the evidence provided so far does not support the amount of money that was given the committee to do its work. Mm. There's also the exact number of excavators that were seized uh, during the operations of the Interministerial Committee. There's also allegations that whilst they were preventing people from undertaking illegal mining, 
some of them actually resorted to the stealing of mm. gold nuggets. They are demanding to know the whereabouts of the gold nuggets that were that, that, that allegedly were stolen by some people operating under the umbrella of the interministerial committee. So, uh, from what I've been told, the charges against Professor Pufovatin is quite grave and quite serious. Okay. So, is the charge against some senior uh, government officials, former government, uh, some ministers, some, some former government officials, mm. whom we are told in the days to come, their names and the details regarding their roles will be put out in the public domain uh, ahead of a, a former, you know, hearing in court. Grateful to you. Now, let's uh, uh, turn our attention to uh, Ken, Dr. Ken Ashiwe, who is uh, with the uh, media coalition against illegal mining. He joins us uh, via Zoom. Grateful to you, Doc, for joining us here. Your reaction to this arrest of uh, Professor Frimpong Boating? Well, surprising when I saw it, you know, uh, uh, late this uh, um, afternoon. Um, and to then do my checks, and as you have mentioned, realize that this was uh, happened on the 16th of May. For me, the coincidence was my initial worry. But then I also realized that this is the special prosecutor. And, you know, we know the special prosecutor, and we've come to realize the modus operandi of the special prosecutor, mm. the way they do their work. You know, they, they don't do a lot of talking. They spend a lot of time doing their investigations, uh, you know, and all of that. And I was on... Uh, Joy FM with um, Samson and Elton uh, and you know so when the further and better particulars were provided about the fact that you know coming from October last year it is now that he is being invited we would rather would want to give the special prosecutor a lot of uh, you know benefit of the doubt mm. and not speculate that much but what we would want to say is that the coincidence, you know, uh, is interesting, and we would be looking at that because uh, we know uh, that uh, when the interministerials work and all the issues, the buhaha around it, we know the report that uh, the, the professor has given. And so if it is that the special prosecutor is following its standard operating procedures, then we will be expecting that not only former... Uh, ministers, not only former government officials, not only journalists, but even sitting ministers, you know, who are Well, so we, we, we are on with uh, Dr. Ken Ashwe, who is convener for the Media Coalition Against Calamity. Yeah, Doc, you, you're making a point. Sorry, yes, I had had to switch to my phone, so I think there was a call that was coming. I was just saying that, so We'll, we'll be expecting that when sitting ministers are also called and mm. they also go in and they are questioned, we'll be expecting the same treatment, that they would also be, caution statements would be taken, and they would also be granted bail. Uh, you know, those who are standing surety for them, the special prosecutor will go to their houses to go and inspect that, would expect the same treatment. But most importantly, we would want, you know, very independent, uh, you know, investigation into those matters. And anybody who is found culpable, you know, faces 
uh, the full rigors of the law. And that is really, really very important. And it's also important to state that in recent days uh, of all the surveys that have been done, Afrobarometer being one of the last one, the confidence and the trust of the people in the institutions of state is, is really waning. Uh, the special prosecutor tends to be one of the last bastions of hope for all of us. So our expectation that they would really do a thorough job at this. And I was still not, apart from what the work that the special prosecutor is doing, because their job is more towards corruption and corruption-related activities. I think on this issue of illegal mining and the report of the professor, there are issues that go beyond just corruption and corruption-related activities. There are issues of the governance of the whole uh, natural resources of this country. The issues of people who have flouted uh, cabinet decisions. There, you know, that's great issues of our very, uh, you know, sustainability as a people. That is at stake. That we hope that uh, the, you know, there'll be some investigation. So my call would be for the president mm. to put together either a committee or a commission with the right, you know, terms of reference, such that you know we can have an independent, transparent. And have very knowledgeable people, credible people in the society, sitting on this committee, get people to provide evidence so that we'll be able to stop the rot that's currently, you know, we are faced with. And also be able to uh, make sure that those who have actually committed this ecological terrorism on ourselves really are brought to book. Tomorrow as we speak, we would be uh, honoring the invitation of the Director General CID on this issue of Akonta mining uh, and their culpability so far as mining uh, in, in the forest reserve is concerned. And so it's really important that all of us, because the situation that we're seeing now is more dire than what, when the Interministerial was in place. Mm, interesting. Um, uh, grateful to you for joining us here with your perspective. Now, Lawyer Samson Ladi Ayenini is on Zoom with legal perspective of this matter. Grateful to you, Lawyer, for joining us here. Now, many will look at this as the SP being tough on illegal mining. Um, you really under understand how the law plays out here. How do you see it? Hello, um, lawyer Samson Ladia Yenini. Um, so I'm trying to find out from you what you make of this this uh, development coming in from the special prosecutor's office. Right. Can you hear me? Exactly. Yes. Great. Uh, so the special prosecutor's office, um, in very standard terms. It's like visiting any police station when you have been invited to go there. So when they extend an invitation to you, um, in our part of the world and in this country, we say that some curtsy being done to you instead of coming to your premises or your home or wherever you are to arrest you. Mm -hmm. So uh, when they extend an invitation to you and you are a subject of a complaint or subject of a matter that it is investigating, you must consider yourself uh, under arrest once you get to their premises. Unless in a circumstance where you get to them, they take you through their processes, they ask you questions or what they call interview. They don't want to use the old, you know, scary 
uh, language of interrogation and the rest of them. So they say they interview you. Um, in the process of the interview or at the end of the interview, if they make a determination that um, you are not going to be used, uh, you are not going to be a suspect, but rather a person of interest, somebody who can assist them in the process, then they will make you give a statement. But that statement doesn't render you a suspect. So you are not under arrest. But in Professor Watin's situation, the outcome is that he's under arrest. He's been cautioned and granted bail. That means he's a suspect. But as they tell us, the process is ongoing. So it's well maybe that in the end, um, he may not remain a suspect to be charged. As we understand, there are several other people who are connected to the issue who have also gone through the process who have also given caution statements and who have been granted bail so i'll say that at this time we can only wait to see what will happen the special prosecutor has the powers uh, police powers granted under our criminal and other offenses act 1960 mm. so it does its work just like the police except that they have very special powers um, the powers as our at Progressive, we know how much you love your recreational vehicles, so we decided to record this commercial in an RV with the family on vacation. Mom, who are these people? Oh, that's Flo and Jamie. They're recording a commercial, sweetie. Don't they do that in the studio? Oh, normally. No. But we wanted to feature a family who bundled their home and RV and saved with Progressive. Um, yeah, it looks like you're all out of chips. Okay, I think we'll just drop you. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Off the next gas station. Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Saying earlier to your colleague Evans, the powers that we we know that Yoko has, and under the um, the the regime where you fear them as a serious fraud office. They have all those powers, and they even have extra powers in the way they go about what they have to do. Okay. Mm. Now, people will be talking about the coincidence of his report and his arrest. Does it really make a difference here? Well, as we know, this is not uh, in a fresh uh, except that he has disclosed it now. Um, I will say that the best thing to do now is that it is wise not to speculate, particularly when we know that under the law, the special prosecutor is duty-bound under Section 3.3 of the Special Prosecutor Act, Office of Special Prosecutor Act, to supply the public with information. Um, sometimes we have seen them, not sometimes, we have seen the Special Prosecutor's Office do this very regularly. So we should wait for them to provide the information um, when they will do it as required by law. If they don't do so, and they are going to mount prosecution very soon, then we'll get to know the full details. We should give them the benefit of the doubt for now. But I am, I am satisfied and happy uh, that the manner in which they are going about their work, it gives all of us hope 
Okay. And uh, the assurance mm. that the fact that you are politically exposed, the fact that you are influential in society, doesn't mean that you can get away with murder in this country. Okay. Grateful to you for joining us here, lawyer Samson Ladi Aienini. Moving on to other stories. Majority leader Osei Chemin Sabonsu says NPP MPs will have to take a decision on Ken Oforiata following some of their colleagues demanding his removal. More than 100 NPP MPs last year stirred controversy when they demanded the firing of the president's cousin. After some back and forth, the president promised to act on their demand after the IMF deal is finalized. So what has become of that? Majority Leader Osei Chemin Sabunsu says the entire caucus must take a stand on that. The can must go up right. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one, it will have to be determined by the caucus. <laughs> so let's leave it to what determination that the caucus comes to. As you rightly said, it became, it was started by a few people, it became the position of the entire caucus. The entire caucus may have to engage to see what it is that must be done going forward. That's my response. That's my, that's my, that's my It may be revised like the standard. Well, as I said, it's only a madman who doesn't change his mind. But we'll engage the entire team of the caucus and then uh, maybe to also meet the president if it becomes necessary. Sometimes uh, it's, it's, it's good to let sleeping dogs lie. Sometimes. But I should also consider that, um, as she rightly said, have we finished our engagement with the IMF? The president said, let him conclude our engagement with the IMF. Have we finished our engagement with the IMF? That's another question. Anyway, so we are where we are. And prosecuted when, when it becomes necessary. Now, Minority Chief Web governs Kwame Agboja says newly approved Chief Justice Getri Tokonu must leave a better legacy than her predecessor, Kwesi Eninia Boa, in terms of justice delivery. The Adaklu MP accused Eninia Boa of presiding over a Supreme Court which made some bad judgment citing the court's decision in the birth certificate case and the recent Jachi Kwesi case. There is more in the following report. AI. Those again say no. The eyes have it. The motion is adopted, and the House has accordingly given prior approval to the appointment of the nominee to the position of a Chief Justice. Despite both sides agreeing to approve Justice Tokunu's nomination, the debate leading up to this was ferocious. The minority chief whip tore into some of the Supreme Court's recent judgments. Attention, got what it takes to be a Supreme Court judge. And I am hopeful, Mr. Speaker, that she will be a better chief justice than the person she's taking over from. Why do I say this, Mr. Speaker? Under the reign of the Chief justice, the level of miscarriage of justice in this country reached a crescendo and must never be repeated. And the, the former chief justice must know when she goes, he goes home. This miscarriage of justice rests on his chest. But first, Deputy Speaker Joseph Osewusu fired back at the minority chief who insisting he was on a bad trajectory. Judges know that as humans they can err. And judges always welcome criticism of their judgment. But when we are critiquing a judgment, 
it is expected that we will critique the judgment with law, with facts, with alternative argument. The debate leading to the approval of the nominee centered mainly on the Jachi Kwesin case and whether or not the Supreme Court is amenable to criticism. Former Minority Leader Harun Idrisu argued that the court is not above criticism. The Supreme Court is not above the criticisms of the Parliament of Ghana. Indeed, in civilized jurisdictions and even in Ghana, the Supreme Court or the courts are servants of the legislature. We make the law. They are to interpret the law. That is why we are enjoined not to use language that is ambiguous. When they are interpreting the law, they are supposed to be guided by the words the legislature uses, the members of parliament uses. So nobody should think that freedom of expression is limited only in our bedrooms of Ghana. That did they construe the words before filing of nominations and before elections? Are those words synonymous? Do they mean the same? Mr. Speaker, I beg to disagree. They probably got it wrong. Before filing nominations cannot be the same thing as at the time of elections. But the legislation makes the law. And therefore, they ought to consider all other variables in the determination of the decisions that they make. Yesterday, Mr. Speaker, you swore in a member of parliament for Kumao. At what material time, Mr. Speaker, did you administer the oath of allegiance to him? And therefore, was the Supreme Court making a determination on allegiance to the state and at what state was Jesse Quason swearing to an oath of allegiance? Was it at the time of filing or at the time of election or where he swore in this chamber? However, MP for Ibuakwa South, Samuel Atachia, warned that the NDC MPs should not turn Parliament into a Supreme Court review chamber. You know the processes of amendment which we have given the power to issue in this house. Right, Speaker, I agree with you that any time we are in this chamber and then we veer into territories that are not ours, we will make some serious errors. With the approval of Parliament now out of the way, the only thing stopping Justice Getru Tokono of becoming the new Chief Justice of the Republic is the swearing-in of the Republic. But we understand that is a given. And as soon as this evening or early tomorrow, President Ekufuado will swear in to become the third female Chief Justice of the Republic. And a lot of people have expressed optimism that she will be the one to turn the tides. In recent times, the Supreme Court and the judiciary have come under a barrage of criticism, particularly from the opposition NDC and elements within that faction who say that the court's judgment have not been reasoned enough in the Constitution. Reporting for Joy News, Piku Asante, Parliament House, Accra. And in our studios here in Kokomlimli, I am Samuel Kojo Obrace. Moving to other stories, more than 3,000 displaced persons from neighboring Burkina Faso have been seeking asylum in Ghana for the past nine months. That is according to the Ghana Refugee Board. Executive Secretary Tetapadi says the number is expected to increase as more of these foreigners continue to leave their country as a result of terrorist activities there. He says although the situation is worrying, his outfit continues to work with relevant security agencies to properly screen before admitting them into the country. He will be joining us shortly via Zoom, but first, Ghana's High Commissioner to Burkina Faso, His Excellency 
at Dagbila Boniface Gambela says the upsurge in terrorist activities have caused nearly 2 million people from Burkina Faso to move to Ghana, Togo and other neighboring countries. And now with the terrorism, it pushes them to move as a matter of security mm. because they have to run away to protect uh, their lives mm. because the terrorists are, are really, really, mm. they are horrific. Mm. And so people, they can come to communities and start slaughtering men or men and leave the women. So you find that the women and children have to run. Mm. Men who are able to escape have to run. Yeah. So that is, it, it has been an upsurge mm. of the normal migration to a forced, uh, forced migration. And mm. um, so far, the figures indicate uh, we have nearly 2 million displaced persons, nearly 2 million, because the figures available are about a million nine hundred and something. Mm. So, but these are official figures. Yeah. It means normal official figures are what we are able to have. So we have nearly 2 million mm. internally displaced persons mm. moving down to the coastal uh, countries. Meanwhile, President Ekofado is admitting to difficulties in controlling the influx of these refugees to Ghana. More worrying for him is that some of the terrorists operating in the region may have entered the country already. Interacting with foreign ministers from Belgium, Netherlands and Luxembourg, the president said maintaining a grip on the situation remains a priority. Uh, we here in Ghana are beginning to get an, um, an, 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 an unusual and very unhealthy number of refugees beginning to take place here in Ghana as a result of the occurrence of, in, in Burkina Faso, both on our northwest border as well as on our northeast border. Uh, a lot of people coming in, and you can best you can be sure that some of them belong to these uh, terrorist uh, groupings. Uh, it's, not, it's difficult to be able to maintain complete control of the flow of refugees that are coming in, to be able to identify everybody that is coming into your territory. But it is an exercise that we cannot share, and we have to do our best to make sure that uh, we have a, a strong hand on, on this. Uh, there are many, many areas of cooperation in this whole anti-terrorist struggle that we are engaged in with the European Union, part of the uh, of various countries. Um, yes, uh, President Charles Michel was here. I've also had occasion to meet him a couple of times in Brussels, and of course at various international fora, and we continue to work. Uh, the European Union uh, seems determined to find ways of assisting us here in Ghana to be able to confront this menace. Uh, we're already uh, in, in very Joining us now is Head of Research and Capacity Building at the West African Network for Peace Building, WANEP, um, Dr. Festos Kofi Obing. Doc, grateful for joining us. Now, can you help us understand how terrorist groups exploit the vulnerabilities, uh, vulnerabilities of persons, indoctrinate them and get them to do their bidding? Thank you very much, um, and good evening to your viewers. Yes, I mean, um, when it comes to indoctrination and radicalization by terror groups, they always look out for 
vulnerabilities of communities and risk factors where they can easily exploit. One of them is localized conflicts um, where they can support one group against the other in order to uh, pursue their interests. The other is areas where it lacks adequate state presence. That is um, what most people term as ungoverned spaces, where they also exploit the community people to actually um, have an influence. We apologize for that, uh, but uh, let's take you to the Ascent North constituency where the New Patriotic Party has elected Charles Opoku as the candidate to face off with NDC's James Jatikwason in the Ascent North by election scheduled for 27th of June. Charles Opoku secured 397 to beat Freeman Che, who managed 136 votes out of the 533 vote cast. The leadership of the NPP says uh, the end, end of the primaries signals the beginning of an aggressive campaign aimed at winning the by-election. Richard Kojo-Nyako brings us a wrap of what happened in the constituency. Well, so Richard is joining us live from the constituency. Richard, um, you've been in the constituency um, and you've witnessed how this by-election went. But after the by-election, um, what has been happening after that? campaigns by the MPP and the NDC. So Professor Jaina Nopokwajman, the 2020 running mate of the NDC, has been leading the charge in the constituency for the NDC, while the General Secretary of the MPP has also been leading the other charge uh, for the MPP in this particular constituency. And I must say that it's really, really a serious campaign the two of them are waging. So after the contest, they paraded through the principal street of, of Asin Akonfode and then went through to Asin Breku where a Mahmoud rally was done uh, to signal uh, the launch of their campaign actually in the constituency. On the other hand, the NDC was also uh, crisscrossing various towns within the constituency. Professor Nana Pukwajman has been addressing the people. She says that they should brush aside all the propaganda against uh, Mr. George Achikwesi because he means well to them. He came for the development of the people. And so any propaganda against him that should they vote for him, he will go to jail. They should brush all of these aside. Mr. Kwesi himself has also been speaking and he has been reiterating the same point that he is a free man. If they want to arrest him, they can arrest him. But for them to be going about saying that a vote for him means that they will, he will go to jail after that is really unfortunate. And so he's asked the resident to rally solidly behind him to ensure victory for the NDC. Now, you've been interacting with the um, constituent. What have they been telling you? Well, so it's an expression of joy and surprise at the same time. Joy because um, they are happy that there are a lot of development projects that are ongoing uh, apart from the 32-kilometer uh, stretch of road that would be commissioned, we are told, would be commissioned by the president. There is also an astroturf, but within the towns themselves, uh, all the major roads are being given facelifts, so you see 
earth moving equipment that are in the various towns within the constituency that are constructing drainage they are also um preparing the surfacing for other bitumen surface to be applied on and the residents are really surprised with the speed of light with which all of these things are happening and so these are their concerns but they are really really um happy that after all there are developments and whether it is for uh, towards the by-election that is why they are doing that they want development all right uh, let's uh, listen to some of the people that richard spoke to What's your name? Uh, my name is Isaac. So, um, why are you here? Were you a delegate? Yes, please. Okay, who did you vote for? Uh, for that oh, one. That, no, oh, but we are, we are done with the election. Did you vote for Charles? Yeah. I why was. did you vote for Charles? Oh, I love him. Uh, and, uh, he has put some things in measure uh, that you want to help us in people. You know, and that's why I love him. Yeah. It's been said that Charles comes from this country. He's done a lot. What are some of the things that Charles has done oh, that will make you vote for him? Oh, a lot, a lot, uh, a lot, a lot, and, uh, a lot. Like I, I want you to name just two of them. Oh well, uh, almost some year ago, I think he selected some people, and he, he have been helping them to get their handwork so that they can also cater for themselves. Uh, so a lot, a lot. Personally, are you happy that a project will begin? And then they stop for about two, three, four years. And then because there is a by-election, they quickly come and then they start asphalting the road, constructing the drainage and all of that. Personally, take yourself not as a party person. All right. Uh, I think the government have uh, already put these things into measures. And uh, not really, not because of the by-election. Uh, I think the project is uh, under contract. So they have been doing their job already. Okay, thank you. So I was asking her um, what, um, why he, she even came here and he said that this is his party, uh, her party, and she will vote for the party any day. She Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. She's an MPP sympathizer. The party has not really done anything for her specifically, but uh, her brother has enjoyed a free SHS. And in terms of development, they need development, and that is why the construct, the various constructions are currently ongoing. Free SS. Well, so um, what this man is also saying is that well the MPP hasn't really done anything for him but for the fact that two of his siblings have benefited from the free senior high school and there are numerous projects that are also being uh, done in the constituency that is the basis for him to vote for Chasopoku and by extension the MPP 
Well, uh, let me go back to Richard. Richard, so in wrapping up, uh, what do you, from what you've seen, what do you expect to be happening tonight leading into tomorrow morning? Well, so the campaigns are already um, uh, eating deep into the night. Mm. They just finished with a campaign here at Asim Praso. They have been going to the other towns, so it indicates that it is not only that during the day that these campaigns will go on, but these campaigns by the various teams, the NDC and the MPP, will eat into the night on a, on a daily basis until the 27th where the by-election will be held. So mm -hmm. we are looking forward for action-oriented campaigns by these two major political parties. Already, big wigs of the party have besieged the constituency and all hotels within the constituencies are full, we are told. Grateful to you. That's Richard Kojoyako joining us from the Assam North constituency. We're going to take a break, but when we return, we'll bring back the story about uh, refugees besieging the northern part of the country with fears that there will be some terrorists already uh, who have inf infiltrated into the country. We'll bring you that after the break. <laughs> The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumefantrine. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great have back. No problem. Mala 2 is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemists Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine.
are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global, days when plans run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything? Oh yes, because on global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. With the Equibank salary account, you will enjoy free life insurance. Oh. Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole seven, oh. and even more consolation rewards in the Equibank double salary promo reloaded. Vimwo, this Equibank salary account sounds interesting. Oh. What do you think? Uh, uh, yeah. But maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'll go shine my shoe. Hey. Yo, myself, I'll go check my BP. Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And the job life regardless. Oh, yeah. under the Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Me Kasano, Papano. And when I find it, I stick to it. My bell pack tissues. Bell pack and tea roll. Bell pack tea roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Send your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Park is simply the best. It's just perfect. Mommy, I'll buy a big TV. Thank you. Mommy, I'm going to cook for you always. Oh, thank you. I'll buy a big We are really celebrating mothers at Lakeside Estate. This Mother's Day, we are offering you the opportunity to experience the tropical bliss of the Seychelles Islands with every home you purchase with Lakeside Estate. You can choose from our two, three, or four-bedroom homes and secure an expense-paid trip to the Seychelles Island for you and your family, especially your sweet mother. It's time to give mothers a treat. Do yours in style. Call us on any of these numbers and let's give you the home ownership experience of a lifetime. Offer lasts till 31st July 2023. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back now. Going back to our earlier story, more than 3,000 displaced persons from neighboring Burkina Faso have been seeking asylum in Ghana for the past nine months. That is according to the Ghana Refugee Board. Executive Secretary Tete Party says the number 
is expected to increase as more of these foreigners continue to leave their country as a result of terrorist activities there. He says although the situation is worrying, his outfit continues to work with relevant security agencies to properly screen before admitting them into the country. Joining us now is Head of Research and Capacity Building at the West Africa Network for Peace Building, one of Dr. Festus Kofiobe. Doc, um, so can you help us understand how terrorist groups exploit the vulnerabilities of persons indoctrinate them and get them to do their bidding. Thank you very much. Um, so usually what terrorist group or violent extremist group do is first of all to look at the rich factors in communities such as the issues of governance where people feel excluded or marginalized in communities. Mm. They look at issues of unemployment, issues of um, uh, poverty, unresolved intercommunal conflicts, mm. um, and look at some of the uh, risk factors relating to uh, human rights violations by security forces and all that to exploit them and win the hearts and minds of uh, community people to support them in their activity. So it's a whole different issues based on different contexts and what is um, what the risk factors are mm. and how they exploit these risk factors to mm. um, pursue agenda. Uh, how can we effectively deal with this, uh, taking into cognizance the fact that we have a very porous border uh, along our border, border towns? It's, it's quite difficult because we have, like you said, we have porous borders. We have very weak uh, border control system and a lot of unapproved exit points that people use. Uh, if you just oppose it to also the number of security personnel and also resources we have in these areas is not um, commensurate with the, the difficulties that we find across the borders. And so um, what other states have been doing, especially those who have been affected by these threats, is first of all, increasing the presence of security forces around their border areas, working with border communities because they are the first point of um, engagement with these um, uh, people who are coming in to seek asylum and refugee I mean, status. So working with the border communities is, is very key. And also having inter-cooperation um, with your neighboring countries is also very important so that you can monitor the movement of these people uh, through inter- intelligence sharing and through information sharing, uh, monitor the movement and put in place measures to... Um, address the consequences of, of their movement, working with also other international partners like the UNHCR and other uh, UN agencies to uh, deal with the threats. Mm. Grateful to you for joining us here. Now you're still watching Journeys Prime. We'll take a quick break to bring you showbiz. Investment Limited. 
Council Becky Bex is in the house. Hello to you, Brenda. Yeah, uh, I've missed you. Me too. Uh, How was your trip? I, it was... Don't talk about it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> let's let's talk about MOG. Remember his song? Oh, be lifted. Yeah, yeah. I remember that yeah. he, uh, uh, Pastor Donnie McLeckin yeah. came to Ghana yeah. and they had like uh, their mm, own collaboration. You know, MOG went to the US mm -hmm. and visited um, the Pastor Donnie uh, McLeckin okay. and they had a beautiful performance. It was actually surprising. You know, he um, uh, said to the congregation, Pastor Donnie McLeckin that MOG is one of the biggest and greatest musicians have come from Ghana. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You got your track with you? Get that track up to them. This is one of the greatest Ghanaian singers and ministers of the gospel that you ever want to meet. know that you meant you were going to be here here oh holy moses man i don't even know if i remember the song uh, you got it here see that ball head guy back there bring it to that ball head guy there we're gonna sing that before this day night's over this day is over oh, Creating me a clean heart and a pure. I'm like, who is this man? I have never heard anything about him. And I told myself at the age of 12 that one day when God calls me to ministry, I'll stand on the same stage and I'm going to sing with him. And ladies and gentlemen, that happened last year in Ghana. Um, he came to be a blessing to us in Royal House Chapel, the Oil Dome. And um, it's, I'm back here just to say thank you to you. For coming to Ghana Amen. and um, being a blessing to my church and my people. Amen. And um, the song simply says, We lay our crowns and worship you. <laughs> we lay our crowns and worship you. And worship. You remember it now? <laughs> oh. Oh my God! Above all other gods, we lay down our crowns, Lord, and worship You. Let's just, you know, talk about Raskuku now. Raskuku is on spotlight this evening. I'm in the spirit. Raskuku, go ahead. Go ahead. Raskuku. And I don't know 
advocate for weed smoking not being in existence now? No weed smoking barrier. Doing it for the love of Mother Earth and nature. Yeah, man. And for the sensible people. Yeah, man. That. that is why we are fighting for that. That's yeah. why you are fighting for it. Yeah. Can't you see this? Ganja only a fool hates you. Okay, wow. So you have it on your arm now. Yeah. For how long have you had this? For, from way back, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. been there from way back. Only a fool hates you. And Tampa and Power Sam. So, you know, we're doing it for Mother Earth and nature. nature. Yeah. Don't you think it is against the law? No, we are, we are not. We are fighting for the legalization of it. Okay. Even gays are fighting for their rights. So we are also fighting for Most High, you know, the creator of Mother Earth and Heaven and Earth itself. You know. Well, there's been talks that ever since you got the award from the VGMA, you have relaxed and the the public or your fans are not feeling you like before. They are not feeling the fire like before. Yeah, the fire is there. The fire is there, you know. The fire is there. Last year I came out with an album called 331. It was everywhere. You know, it was massive everywhere. The only album that I played 12 shows in December. So you should know that, you know. Don't listen to what people say. I'm working. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Any anything for your fans in this year 2023? Yeah, this year 2023. It's all about Raskuku EP called the I am I am Reggae. Okay. Yeah, I am Reggae. You know, four track EP. I am Reggae. You know, we can't sit down for some Talia Reggae and things to take over the media. Is Rascoco right there. Uh, but Brace, that will be all. But before we go, let's talk about Nicki Minaj because uh, she uh, has been sued. Uh, yeah, uh, she, Nicki Minaj, she has been dragged to court over some alleged unpaid bills for custom jewelry. But her attorney says that she's not responsible and claims the jeweler. Uh, is just using the singer for publicity. The rapper is being sued by a West Hollywood jeweler uh, who claims they loaned out some blink to the... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Grappa, a pretty standard transaction for celebrities. And that's how we wrap up this bulletin. There's more news on myjoyonline.com. And yeah. uh, we are grateful that you could join us. Up next is Prime Business with, with Pius Kojo Baka. All right, so, so, so from, from us here. Uh, we say, US. yeah. And, and you should uh, uh, go check that MOG video out. It's a powerful song. And we'll go back to play it, right? Yeah, sure. And we're grateful to Pepsodent also for... Thank you. Happiness is prime business. Do it. Ah! Hey, Sister Coates, 
mothers at Lakeside Estate. This Mother's Day, we are offering you the opportunity to experience the tropical bliss of the Seychelles Islands with every home you purchase with Lakeside Estate. You can choose from our two, three or four bedroom homes and secure an expense paid trip to the Seychelles Island for you and your family, especially your sweet mother. It's time to give mothers a treat. Do yours in style. Call us on any of these numbers and let's give you the home ownership experience of a lifetime. Offer lasts till 31st July 2023. Terms and conditions apply. You're <laughs> And if you say, I'm not want to mean the end. A good answer, after ball. There's someone looking for you. Madam, please, where's Abena? Abena? Yes, ma'am. Is this who you are looking for? Ah. Madam, please get me Abena. Please. Bella. Abena, bro. Abena, Abena, Abena. Oh, Abena. It's not a nice thing. It's not a nice thing. The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today.
evening to you. Warm welcome to Prime Business with me, Pius Kojobaka. Straight to our very first story. The World Bank has maintained its 1.6% growth forecast for Ghana this year, far lower than the expected 3.2% for Sub-Saharan Africa. This places it in the 42nd position in Sub-Saharan Africa. Here's more. 1.6% expansion of the economy is the same as projected by the International Monetary Fund. According to its June Global Economic Prospects report, the World Bank, however, stated that Ghana's economy will expand by 2.9% in 2024. The report reiterated that the slowdown in the economy is due to the challenges facing the economy as the government undertakes an IMF support program. It's feathered that more timely data highlights the weakness of economic activity in Ghana amid the deadly global shocks and heightened macroeconomic instability. Five African countries, Malawi, Sudan, South Africa, South Sudan and Equatorial Guinea are expected to grow lower than Ghana this year. More on the economy, an economist, Dr. Edu Owusu Sakodie, has urged government to ensure that a working proposal on the restructuring of Ghana's external debt sent to its creditors is heavy on interest payments. According to him, although the working proposal is not legally binding, if government is able to deal with interest payments as a result of the haircut suffered following the domestic debt exchange program, that will go a long way to lessen the burden for government um, for meeting this expenditure in the 2023 budget. He spoke to us. For us to get a program, the IMF program, the requirement was for us to get the assurance from the creditors, both domestic and external. And so we already secured the assurance from the creditors and we had to work on it. So it's, it's important that the government works on it with the our creditors, bilateral, multilateral, and those in the commercial market, the euro bond. And so, yes, it's good that we have started as a country because we need it to secure uh, the IMF program. We can only get the full benefit of the IMF program when it's fully implemented, when we have secured the entire $3 billion plus, the associated benefits like opening doors for us to do business with the World Bank and other international investors. So it is a good step that the government is taking. I think we should all give the support to government. Remember that one of the key expenditure items in the budget is interest payment. Mm. So heavyweights are compensation for employees, one. The second one is interest payment. The third is a transfer to government units. We have not even come to capital expenditure and goods and services. So the first three are compensation of employees, interest payments. And so if you're able to deal with the interest payment, of course, you and I have been talking about haircut, haircut. So some of these proposals, the haircut will come in. We have domestic um, debt exchange program, which came with haircuts. So the external will also come with the haircut in terms of interest payment and in terms of the principal payment. That will lessen the burden uh, of, for government in terms of, of expenditure, uh, meeting its expenditure in the budget. So it will, you know, free some space, some fiscal space for government in its budget. And again, securing the IMF program uh, will help us to reap the full benefits of the program.
Now, some investors within Ghana's automotive industry are asking the government to explore various options in addressing the high taxes causing distress within the space. This disease affecting their cost of importing components for assembling vehicles in the country. According to the Chief Operations Officer of Fana Motors, Kasem Odimat, the prospects for the automotive industry are positive, but more works need to be done to attract investors. He's been interacting with my colleague James Ishen. A whole policy that will help and uh, attract uh, foreign investments yeah. to come in for them to start, you know, uh, uh, manufacturing components here, mm-hmm. which will then take us to, to more and more sophisticated levels in yeah. the future. Now, so let's look at taxes. Um, in recent times, we've seen government imposing taxes. It's, it appears the private sector is sort of crowding out with respect to some of these taxes and all that. You players within the automobile industry, to what extent is it affecting your operations? Now, definitely, as I said, in the automotive business as a whole, all the taxes that are getting imposed are applied on us as well. Mm-hmm. Right, because also our, our, our business model is not only assembled vehicles. Uh, we have also spare parts, we have uh, you know, other components that we sell, like for example in our, in, in our case we do tires, we do uh, batteries, we do also other components. Uh, so, of course, there are taxes that have been you know, added uh, in the last one or two years. Uh, definitely, also we know that the inflation in the country has also which uh, uh, everybody is facing in the country. Yeah. So, yes, I would say things are, economically things are not in, in the best shape, but for us as, as, as the private sector, we always hope and pray that things will get better. We always plan ahead and see and hope that things will get better uh, so we can be able to provide our customers the best uh, uh, products and services that, that we can. The only place where there are exempted taxes, as I mentioned earlier, is on the assembled vehicles. Mm. And we hope that with this uh, in place, we'll maybe attract more people to, you know, buy assembled. uh, Mm Now, the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission has approved a new water billing structure for commercial users. The new structure follows complaints filed by the Ghana Hotels Association over high water tariffs in first quarter of the year. Here to interact or react to this is the president of the Ghana Association of Hotels, Dr. Edward Akanya Mikajinia. Pleasure you could join me on Prime Business, sir. Now, what does this new structure really look like? And really, does it help your business, you would say? Thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, this, to say the least, is a betrayal from the PULC. It's a, it's a massive betrayal from the PULC. And uh, I say so because at a meeting with the PULC on 31st March, uh, a letter was written after that meeting which indicated that the PRC had observed uh, some challenges with regards to categorizing various consumers. Mm. And they had moved us from non-residential uh, to other commercial category, which meant that uh, our rates had been, and uh, the tariff has been increased by 167%. 
So mm -hmm. we are going to take measures to uh, adjust it accordingly. So they are giving a directive to Ghana Water Company to do that uh, adjustment. So when the new rate was announced for 1st June, we wrote back to the PRC, reminding them of the directive that they are giving to the Ghana Water Company. Only for us to receive this letter from PRC indicating that indeed they, has, they, they have categorized them to commercial and the 67% that uh, the slab that's with from 1st February will hold only that they have reduced it by 17%. Mm. So what it means that PRC has created a huge debt for not only hotels but for other business entities. That's 167% instead of 8.3% which they adjusted water tariffs. That debt has been created. We thought it would be resolved so that it would be cleaned off our bills. But from what the PRC is saying, that means it's going to remain. So we are supposed to pay that 167% increment. That clearly... I, I, I think... Mm, go ahead, please. Yes, I, I, I think it's... Uh, and I'm surprised that nobody is calling the PRC to order. Because we, 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 we have various uh, sector ministers... Uh, whose players are going to be affected by this. So as we speak now, it means that the PRC has categorized us with other uh, organizations under what they call the commercial uh, category. It also means that now our rates have been increased by almost 150%, and we are supposed to pay this. How are we supposed to survive this? Mm. Um are, are you looking at going back to the PURC to tell them like that, look, this wasn't what we bargained for, and really, if there's a need for you to make some ad adjustments and, of course, amendments, um, uh, maybe in the next quarter, um, is that something you intend looking at? You see, my brother, we observed right from the beginning that PURC was playing games with us. We're just hoping that it wasn't the case. Because when the adjustment was announced for 1st February and we reacted, when that 167% uh, adjustment was announced and we reacted, the first response from PRC was that, oh, that's what it is. It was only when we mounted pressure together with other agencies and organizations, it was only when we mounted that pressure that they now invited us for the 31st March meeting at Central Hotel. Mm. And from that meeting was when they now came and said, oh, they made mistake in putting us in that category and all that. So they are going to investigate and work on it. So now this final letter has come to confirm the first response that they gave to us. So in other words, this is something that has been on their books. This is something they wanted to do. This is something that they have planned to do except that probably our reaction was a bit massive, so they wanted to play around it. Mm. Why I don't want any further... Uh, please go on. 
Okay, so quickly, because we don't have time, I just want to find out from you 150% increase you did mention. Now, what is going to be your next line of action? Are these, um, you know, increments going to be trans, um, uh, basically translated into um, your, your pricing for the various services you render? Unfortunately so. Unfortunately so. Because at the end of the day, if we don't do those adjustments, it means that we are going to get out of business. We will still find a way to petition the PRC because this is just unacceptable. So we'll find a way to petition them again. But in the meantime, it will mean that prices at hotels will have to adjust to this new unfortunate rate that PRC is forcing down our necks. All right. Or our truth. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Edward Akanya Mikajinia, for your time here on Prime Business speaking to us there. All right, so let's move on to some other stories we have for you. The Ghana Oil Company Limited, Goyal, has improved its performance in 2022 by registering a profit after tax of 123.9 million cities. This is 26% higher than what was recorded in 2021. In view of this, the company declared a dividend of 0.056 pesos per share for the 2022 financial year. The board chair of the company, Reginald Daniel Laye, said, Goyal will enhance its operations and systems to provide quality products and services. He spoke at the 54th annual general meeting of Goyal. The company said it continued to dominate the banking market in Ghana, increasing its market share from 60% in 2021 to 73% in 2022. Board chair for the company, Daniel Lai, reiterated the company's commitment to continue providing valuable products and services to its stakeholders and also implement programs to maintain its position as the leading oil marketing company in the country. We are proud to announce that Goyal, as a group, made a net profit after tax of 123.89 million in the year 2022, up by 26% compared to the previous year. Earnings per share rose to 0.316 in 2022 compared to the year 2021, which was 0.252. We are happy to declare a dividend of 0.056 to our cherished shareholders, up by 19% compared to the year 2021. Group Chief Executive Officer Kwame Osep-Prempe said the company leveraged technology to improve on its cash collection methods through the use of cashless system by its customers to purchase items at its service station and other outlets. Our plan is to move ahead and move ahead. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Last year, we had about 15 point something percent of the market. It's Macy's friends and family. Get an extra 30% off great gifts for him just in time for Father's Day when you use your coupon or Macy's card. And take 15% off skincare, fragrance, and more. Or shop specials he'll love while supplies last. Give love, give style, now at Macy's. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusion supply. Progressive presents... 
precious moments. Hey, Jess, want to come for a ride on my motorcycle? You know, we can talk about our feelings and explore our emotional compatibility. I thought you'd never ask. The exchange you just heard didn't actually happen, but it could. Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive and you could use the savings to make sure the motorcycle is always ready for your dream girl. So keep the dream alive and the savings coming with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. At 2022, we had, um, we reached over 20% of the market. This year, we want to go higher. Um, we believe that the public is understanding us that we have the best of fuel, especially when it comes to petrol, the Ron 95 is the best at the best price, very competitive price. So, um, we are expanding. As at now, over the past one year, we've added more than almost 40 stations to our, our numbers, and we are, we are still doing more. We want to go to everywhere, and uh, because once the public realize that we are the best, they will come to us. The recent challenges that we had have shown us that Ghanaians have really embraced our 95. Guayal said fuel sales grew up by 21.4% during the year 2022. James Eshans reports for Joy Business. The Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority in partnership with Ghana Post Company Limited has launched a system to deliver driver's licenses to clients at the comfort of their homes, offices and other locations for choice. Uh, now speaking at the launch, Chief Executive Officer of the DVLA, Kwesi Ajimabuzia, revealed that the service was instituted with a customer-centric approach, hence the flat rate of 30 cities per delivery across the country. Here's more. The Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority, as part of efforts to contribute to the digitalization agenda, has launched a delivery service. The delivery, which will be run by the Ghana Post, seeks to clear 80,000 uncollected cards, prevent congestion at DVLA offices, and increase compliance by clients, among others. Kwesi Ajimambuzia is Chief Officer of DVLA. For over 20 years, framework for more effective administration of driver licensing and vehicle registration. The recent growth of DVLS consumer base has made it necessary to deliver driver licenses to our clients. The foundation of our strategy plan pivots on the atmosphere of this association with assisted government institution where core competency in package delivery and nationwide distribution apparatus Augmented by digitization is therefore obvious, is needful, is necessary. Managing Director of Gardat, the country's global positioning system infrastructure is of high quality. He says his outfit is therefore equipped to deliver the task. It does not matter where you are in Ghana. DVLA would process your license and Ghana Post will deliver that license to you. Fellow Ghanaians, Kindly know that the stress is less. It is only 30 Ghana cities. Imagine you are you process your license and even even in Accra, let, let me not go far, you are in Kaswa and you come to process it at the head office. Now even if you take truck truck, Kaswa in and out, that 30 Ghana, you lose time, you lose money. Give that money to DVLA and Ghana Post so that we will save you time.
and the convenience to receive your license at home. Both institutions emphasized the need to foster public-public partnerships. Watching Prime Business with me, Pius Kojo Baka, Registrar of Companies, Jemima Mama Owari, is urging professional bodies in the country to get registered or renew their certificates with the Office of the Registrar of Companies. According to her, organizations who fail to follow this directive risk being taken out of the existing register. She was speaking at an engagement with some firms in the country. The Office of the Registrar of Companies is entreating professional bodies in the country to get registered in order to be recognized and to legitimize their operations. The professional bodies are also required to renew their certificates annually. Speaking in an engagement, Registrar of Companies Jemima Owari cautioned recalcitrant firms to renew their certificates to avoid the removal of their names from the company's register. And the law specifically states that you have to renew on an annual basis after January, 1st of January. You have to renew every professional that is a, in your professional body. And by renewing, you pay 30 Ghana cities for each member and will give you a certificate to show that you are in good standing. It was very clear that some are not professional bodies anymore. They've moved on. Some have been chartered and all that. So we just have to carry out the processes of taking them off. But many of them acknowledge that they didn't even know they have to renew for each member. And so now they'll come, they have promised to carry on. And so I've given them from Monday up to the end of the year. They should make sure that they renew and update us. And after December 31st, if you haven't renewed, what, that, what you're telling us then is that you are no more a professional. But then we take your name off the register. Honorary Secretary of the Ghana Institute of Planets, Kenneth Keto, welcomed the directive saying it will help to ensure legality and sanitize the system. Uh, we have a lot of people who are practicing but do not have come under any authority. I also have a lot of people who come together claim that they are professional bodies. And uh, because there's nobody to actually regret, no, it's, it's making the practice and the true practitioners never not actually being seen. For instance, as planners, we are the people who claim to be doing planning works. And frankly speaking, they are not planners. So at the end of the day, I'm sure everybody will start blaming that planners, we are not working. But not everybody who is a planner. So if the body comes to place with their certification, it also helps to sanitize the professional work. Professional bodies are expected to have a 75% membership in order to be recognized by the Office of the Registrar of Companies. Watching Prime Business with me, Pius Kojo Baka. You can always get business stories when you log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Prime Sports is next. The business segment was brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. For decades, we have helped businesses connect with their trade partners all over the globe. From Ghana to Burkina Faso, Cote d'Ivoire, Benin, Togo, Senegal, China, Morocco, France, Netherlands and many other countries. We have made it possible to bring Ghana to the world. 
We have brought small and medium businesses closer to their customers across the regions in Ghana with our SME support facilities. We have brought relief and smiles to the faces of families with our employee personal loans. With our cutting-edge technology and digital support, we take the burden of complex thinking off you. Making life simple. That is who we are. As close as a partner. Bank of Africa. We are indeed the African bank with the global reach. Mommy, I'll buy a big TV. Thank you. Mommy, I'm going to cook for you always. Oh, thank you. Mommy, I'll buy you a big car. I'll buy you a big house. Thank you. We are really celebrating mothers at Lakeside Estate. This Mother's Day, we are offering you the opportunity to experience the tropical bliss of the Seychelles Islands with every home you purchase with Lakeside Estate. You can choose from our two, three, or four-bedroom homes and secure an expense-paid trip to the Seychelles Islands for you and your family, especially your sweet mother. It's time to give mothers a treat. Do yours in style. Call us on any of these numbers and let's give you the home ownership experience of a lifetime. Offer lasts till 31st July 2023. Terms and conditions apply. So cold, so clean. My newfound love and buddy, Aquadot Natural Mineral Water, made under strictly hygienic conditions with modern technology to ensure your quality. With Aquadot Natural Mineral Water, your safety is at heart. For bulk purchase, call 0257-205656 or 0559-765777. You can also visit us at Hatcho Ecomog Accra or Noi Limited, Hatcher Rabbit, Aquadot Natural Mineral Water, Obenom Anumbium. This advert is FDA approved. Hey, Charlie, what number? The malaria will knock you down, eh? Hey, Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. collection from GTP now available at any of our accredited dealers nationwide or many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress but no that is not 
thank you very much for joining us on this special edition of PM Express. And we are coming to you tonight live from the residence of the former Environment Minister and former Chair of the Interministerial Committee Against Illegal Mining, Professor Frimpon Boating, who is my special guest tonight on PM Express. Thank you very much, sir, for your time here on PM Express. Yeah, thank you for having me on your program. And uh, when I walked in, I was telling you, as a young kid, I've always looked forward to interviewing you, and so grateful to host us in your, in your very fantastic house, and the hospitality has been great. Thank you very much, Sam. Delighted to have you here in our humble abode. <laughs> indeed, it's humble indeed, and thank you for hosting us. Yeah. Let's start with what has been reported today. Are you under arrest? Um, I don't know the legal definition. Uh, maybe yes, but maybe not. Uh, I'm on bail. Uh, so the background is that uh, I think on the 13th or 14th of May, I received a letter from the special prosecutor to appear before him. I should report at 10 a.m. on the 16th of May, uh, which I did. The letter said that they were investigating corruption and corruption-related activities of the IMCIM. I was a little bit disturbed. And IMCIM is in Tamil Nadu. Yes. Uh, I thought that they were going to talk about how to stop the IMC and all these things. But anyway, so I went there and uh, waited at the lobby. Uh, when my lawyer was in, we were ushered to the seventh floor where the office of the special prosecutor was. I was ushered into a room, given a seat, and next to me on my right were my lawyers, and opposite me was the uh, senior, or the principal investigator, I think that was the title, and some officers from that office. So as soon as I sat down, the chief investigator walked over to me, uh, put his left hand on my shoulder and said, you are under arrest. I said, why am I under arrest? What are my charges? Well, no specific charges, but we are investigating corruption and corruption-related activities of the IMCIM. Of the, that is my com the committee I chaired. And he asked whether I was ready to answer some questions. I said, well, yeah. I'll do my best to answer uh, the questions. So uh, I was asked a lot of questions. Um, took about two hours or a little bit over two hours. And after that, I was told that I had to be bailed before I'll be released. Uh, I was not offered the opportunity of uh, self-recognizance bail. So a friend of mine was at the lobby. So he came up and bailed me, and I left. And I was told that if the need arose, I would be invited uh, back to the office. So that's what happened. And of course, uh, some officers from the OSPs went to see my friend's place where he was staying uh, to make sure that if I absconded, they will be able to get rid of my friend to produce me before the court. Yeah. So this is what happened. Yeah. What was the sum, the, the bill sum, the conditions attached to it? I hope I, I was told two million CDs or so, if I'm not mistaken. Two million CDs. Mm. Did they also send a team to your house? No, they did not come to my house. But they verified the residential address of your 
of your friend who had built you up. Okay. And the questions that they asked you, what did you relate to? Relate to everything that we did at the uh, IMCIM. But I'm not sure whether I'm, I can go over those questions because this is a, it's a prosecutor, they're investigating, and I don't feel comfortable you know, going over the questions. So uh, mm. if you will permit me, let's... Uh, but they went, it was a broad-based question, a lot of questions on many, on many topics. And I answered as best as I could, and so that was it. Okay, you had you had they had invited you, so this is you honoring the invitation to go to the special prosecutor's office. That yes, day yes, yes, with your lawyers. Yes. Okay, but in the letter that was inviting you, had you specified that you're going to be assisting or you're going to be a a, a person of interest? Person of interest. Person of interest. Something like that. Okay. Around the the work that related to the interministerial committee yes, on legal yes, mining, yes. Um, today we had had and reported that it had to do with some expenditure around the IMCI's work, more than three hundred million CDs that had been spent on drones, etc. Did anything like that come up in these questions? Uh, I didn't hear the figure of 300 million, but uh, a lot of questions about drones and other things. As I said, yeah. uh, I'm not very comfortable going over because uh, they're investigating and they took uh, notes, they recorded, they do recording, so what took place. So the important thing is that I was invited there, I was questioned, and I answered the questions as best as I could, but um, that was it. Have you been asked to surrender your passports? Have you told you you can travel? You have to check with them no, if no, you no, do. No, 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 no. There was nothing like that. Okay. So you can you have you're free to move as and when if you want to travel you could do it. Normally when these bills happen, they always have this condition that you have to check with them. I've not been given any conditions. Other okay. conditions. Okay. Apart from the fact that if I'm needed, I'll be called back to the office. Yes. Mm. You of course the chairman of the interministerial committee. Mm. Looking back to the work that you did. That has come up a lot, you know, the controversy surrounding it. What would be your own assessment of that work? It was, we did a brilliant work. It was, let me explain to you, because, uh, you know, when we started, the small scale Ghana... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Small scale miners association uh, was blamed. Members were blamed for all the ills in the in the field. The, environmental pollution, degradation, and so on. So, Ghanaians were certainly annoyed with the Ghana Small Scale Miners Association. So we engaged with them, and there were about 3,400 or so of them that we engaged with. And um, they said they had challenges, for example, uh, when they applied for licenses, it took them three, four, uh, sometimes up to 10 years before they got their licenses, sometimes they didn't get them at all. So when their licenses delayed, then they will go to the field and mine. Two, they did not know anything about sustainable mining. And um, so 
we had to take them through a lot of things. We developed a software called, which we call Galamstop, uh, that will aid in the registration of licenses. So the software was so good uh, that if a miner started the process at Minas Commission, it will trigger the process in the other regulatory agencies, like EPA, Water Resources Commission, and Forestry Commission. So that within three months, they should get their, uh, their licenses if everything went well. And uh, we took about 4,000 of them to Takwa to do, uh, to study sustainable mining. And so after all these things, we're able to vet them, make sure that they registered their companies, and everything went very well. So uh, within about six to nine months, the period that they were, uh, they were asked not to work, we're able to register some of them, license them, thousands of them, and they went back to work. Mm. And they were working very well. Nobody was harassing them because they were doing things very well. But then the trouble started when we had big companies, you know, uh, who were sponsored by big people, who were not members of the Small Scale Miners Association, and uh, they were in the field doing what, whatever they want, and that was a problem. And also, when the Forestry Commission started giving out licenses for people to enter forest reserves, you know, uh, first 47 forest reserves were entered and people were mining. Uh, you see, a forest entry permit does not permit you to mine. Just go there and, and see, start prospecting, you know. Uh, so we had these companies, and, and that is how uh, we started getting into trouble. Uh, when the forests were entered into uh, the rivers, people were working on the water bodies, even there, um, we worked with the Small Scale Miners Association. They had a tax force. We were able to displace all the people working in the water bodies, uh, those who were polluting the water bodies. So when we came there, we took away all the equipment and carried them away. You know, we were not burning them on the water bodies. So each set of equipment will cost about twenty-five to 30,000 cities. So if we took everything away, it was a lot of money that they lost. So, uh, but then if you go and burn the the things, uh, the chamfans sitting on the on the on the floating platforms, you are not done anything because the next day they can bring other machines. But if you take the floating platforms themselves away, then uh, you will be successful. This is what we did, and so we, it was very very successful. Uh, but unknown to me, there were people behind big companies, and you know, started agitating, I didn't know. So that was where uh, we started having problems. Mm -hmm. And when we noticed that there were a lot of people you know, also engaged who were not small-scale miners, but who had influence and you know, they were engaged in this thing, uh, it was a problem. So uh, that happened to, uh, um, I was told by I was ordered, not told, I was ordered by the chief of staff to write a report on the uh, fight against uh, illegal mining and suggest a way forward. And that was why I wrote that report and sent it to the uh, chief of staff on the 19th of March 2021. The report wasn't meant for public consumption it, at all. It was meant for the 
president's attention and they're ready to have called me or those are um, mentioned the report and then we'll discuss it in turn and see find a way of solving this problem but i had to be brutally honest with the president because you know uh, people will travel to on buses to come when they get to an engineer and the water is dirty they call yeah from Bob Martin, look you are not doing anything look at the broom is dirty this 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 so and, and other areas but the good thing we did was that uh, when we were there people find it difficult to work in the forest because we'll come after you mm. and and this is something that we'll interrogate a bit more but i need to ask you considering that you assess your work to be successful yes Surprised now that the officer that we always speak puts his hand on your shoulder and says you're under arrest. Did that surprise you? What was your initial reaction when you heard that? When I heard that, I said, well, so if Republican is the cause of all the wars in this country, then I should be arrested. You know, so maybe arresting me will solve all the problems that we are, we are encountering now in all areas, in health, education, mining, Whatever law enforcement, you know, if arresting for Bobatin will bring an end to all these things, uh, then so be it. But uh, I was, I was surprised. The surprise was because you assessed that you've been successful, or yes. because you didn't anticipate that this was uh, going to be. Of I didn't anticipate that. Mm. And when I told some, some of the, even some elders of the party, so oh, this is normal thing. They have invited you. Just go and listen to what they are saying. So before you went, you spoke to elders of the MPP? Yes. Who in particular? I won't, tell, I won't mention names here. And their word to you was, well, just show up? Just show up. invitation from Just show up. But why did you feel the need to talk to elders in the party? No, uh, we were at a meeting, you know, and um, discussing this issue. And I, I told them, oh, I've been invited to uh, see the social I showed them the letters. Oh, this is a normal thing. Just go. Was this Hatmanu's argument? Oh, why do you mention names like that? Uh, I, I'm not going to mention any. And this was a party meeting of elders, I believe. Yeah, there are a lot of elders in the party. In the party. Why don't don't jump on somebody who is uh, maybe enjoying his dinner somewhere and you mention his name? You know, mm. It's not fair. When a couple of years back, they. I know the, both the CID and the special prosecutor all said they were investigating the work of the you know, Interministerial Committee. Were you invited by the CID at all in, in the last couple of years um, around the work of the Interministerial Committee at all as part of the No, no, we had, we had serious challenges, you know. Uh, people engaging in certain things, and I wrote to the CID to investigate some people and so on, but oh, so you wrote to them to investigate yes. people. Yeah. Why did you feel the need to do so? Oh, because uh, what happened was not good for Ghana. Were these people at the at your committee, interministerial? No, committee? no, not in our committee. People who are generally that you've generally in the you've come to know were involved in illegal mining. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Were these people invited, investigated? Do you know? I don't know, but. As far as I know, nothing substantial happened to them. Mm. Let's talk about the work you did because you did the assessment. The, now, the work that you did was also significantly, Dr. Some, you know, controversies. The missing excavators, for example. 
was one. Um, the drones that we the, the committee bought, at the last count that I checked, it possibly could be around 200 drones that were bought. Is that accurate? I don't know. See, that's not confused issue. The committee bought some drones. The Minister of uh, Lands and National also bought some drones. So we don't put them all together. Uh -huh. Yes. Mm. So, yes. So we bought drones for Operation Vanguard, for the districts, and yeah. So oh. every now and then, drones will release to Operation Vanguard, yes. Mm. The Special Prosecutor is looking into all this. Mm. Do you find it legitimate that at least the missing excavators is probed and some other expenditures yes probed. sure uh, yes it's legitimate i mean this this is uh this uh money is belonging to the people and so we should all account for our stewardship wherever we are if i've done anything wrong it's time to go before the court and answer these questions and this should apply to everyone and those who are in charge now should also know that at some point they'll be at the other end. When you say that, what, who exactly or what exactly are you referring to? No, no, I'm general. I said, well, if we are, if we are um, on one side of the table at another point in time, we will be at the other end and also receiving questions. So whatever we are doing, we should be clear that we are doing everything in the interest of Ghana. Mm. And that, that is my point. If we do any everything in the interest of this country without any selfish motives, then this country will improve. You think there's a selfish motive behind your arrest and what is happening? No, I'm not now? saying that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it that if we all did things, you know, that, that just has been my motto all along. You know, since I came from Germany, planned the National Cardio Transit Center uh, at the age of 39, bought this tensor with that one city contribution from the government. I'm talking about the block. Uh, and done many things and all in the interest of this country never thought about myself you know if i were a thief i would have been one of the very rich people in this country you know so um what i'm saying is that if we all talked about ghana had the interest of this country at heart we will not be where we are now you, you, when I asked you about what is happening now, you said, yeah, you submitted yourself to the process. You believe it's legitimate for them, uh, the prosecutor, to look into those things that happen under your yes. tenure. But you believe others must also be held accountable. Is that a fair recollection no, of, no, I'm, of that? I'm saying that if not others, uh, as we go along in life in this country, others who uh, have the power now or who have the influence now should know that at some point they should also uh, head accountable for what they are doing. Do you feel you're being victimized? I think so. Why do you what, think what so? What have I done wrong in this country? If 0.001% if of people behave like what I've done, this country will not be the way it is. I mean, look, I bought a whole hospital, trained people, Ghanaians, heart surgeons, trained people from Nigeria, Ethiopia, you know, uh, changed Kolebu uh, after Gorgeous Black and Nkrumah, the Party was the person who, who added structures and systems to Kolebu, you know, with internally generated funds, not money from the government. You know, I changed uh, the way Ghana Red Cross functioned. Uh, as chairman of the PRIC, I did a lot for this country, you know, and as minister, I introduced a lot of things. If I pursue them, we have made a lot of change in this country. You know, the things that I initiated when I was minister, you know, most of them have been abandoned. So what I'm saying is that 
uh, I'm not perfect, but in all my life, throughout my life, I have always thought about Ghana, the poor people. I know where I'm coming from, you know. If there were people in this country, or there was someone in life who did not have any chance to succeed, that would be one of them. Uh, but uh, by God's grace, I'm, I'm here, and I know that I came to this world with nothing, and I will live with nothing. So whilst we are here, let's do God's work, you know, to care for the last, the least, and the lost. The poor people here, let's work for them, you know. And uh, when people get power and, you know, they think they can do whatever they like, you know, uh, I think it's very sad, you know. We should really think about uh, the state of this country, the poverty that we are going through, and then make sure uh, that we, we, we care for, for poor people. Recently, talking about your tenure as a Chelsea chair of the uh, interministerial uh, committee it has been said and if we, we've talked about the missing excavators and others that because you are ultimately the head of the institution you take ultimate responsibility for what has happened which is exactly why state institutions must do their job in interrogating and, and holding you accountable. You've legitimately, you've rightly said that this is a legitimate exercise yes. to look into them. I want to reconcile that with your view that you've been victimized. Because if they're doing legitimate work, can it be victimization? No, you see, I mean, you receive, you are sued by somebody who received the, uh, the writ or the writ of summons. Uh, one day and two days later, the special producer also sends an invitation to you, and then you know if you look at the sequence of things, you, you'll be a fool not to think that they are not related. Mm. I don't want to go into those things, you know, uh, but in the end, let's think about what we all have done to move this nation forward with our own, not with state resources, or not with the people's money, but what we have conceptualized and brought into being to move Ghana forward, you know. And, and, and then we'll see who loves this country and who doesn't love this country. You, you, let me put to you a few of the things that have been said since the publication, and even before then. You've been accused of also being complicit in the illegal mining trade whilst you were the boss. I'm pretty sure you've had that accusation against you. Were you ever listen, complicit in that? Listen, this was a subject of investigation by Shrag for four years. Uh, so from 2019 to March this year, myself and my son were under investigations and the report is there. We haven't done anything wrong. And uh, so uh, that is not like you know the missing excavators everybody knows that um, I had not taken the excavator but the figure was put out there by a journalist you know there was an interview and you say oh when Amaruz was leaving he left 500 excavators so somebody brought that, that figure and then they target on you you know and it is not true so how many excavators were missing then let me, let me explain to you See, when we started the, the work, the President Magad was in charge of impounding the excavators and pulling them to a central area. 
But then when they will go to the bush, the excavators are in the bush, they are not you know, in town. They immobilize the excavators by removing the control board. And so maybe a day or a night, they'll be able to remove about 15, 20 excavators, the control boards, and report that they have removed the uh, control boards. Some, a few of them, they may be able to transport to the, either the police station or the disassembly uh, where, they, where they are. But then when you leave, the owners of the excavators will bring other control boards, put them in, and then take them away. Mm. So at some point, we were told that uh, about 750 excavators had been uh, impounded. So we took a team around. 750 uh, excavators, yes, you were told? You were told. It, it might have been true that over the period they mobilized 750 of them. But when we went around, uh, visited the mining areas, the disassemblies, and the police stations, we saw a little over, uh, just about 200 excavators that we saw. And these were all then cut to Accra. Uh, but because those days we did not have um, any uh, low loader to carry the excavators, because that's, that's crucial when you want to transport the excavators. Yeah, so that's what happened. So 200 excavators is what you yes, about that. to Accra? Yeah. Okay. And, and most of them are there now. If you go to uh, Identra... So are, you, you say, are you saying none of that, those excavators got missing? Some got missing. How many? I don't know. Uh, but we found out that some people were sending excavators. And also, it's also part of the report. I don't want to go into the details now. Mm. If you read the report, I don't know... Uh, my report is to the, was to the chief of staff. Yes. Mm. If you get a copy, you, you can see those people I mentioned as having taken excavators, sold them, and so on. Mm. You've mentioned that yourself and your son have been on investigations by charge. Yes. And you said this had concluded in March this year. I'll give, I can give you a copy of that. Uh, after this interview, I'll give you a copy of the report. What did the report say about I, you and your son? We haven't done anything. Uh, wrong, so let's yes, say I'll give a copy, and so maybe you can read through it and uh, and, and report uh, when you have the time. But now take it from me that we had been investigated for four years. You appeared before charge many times. With yes, your, with yes. your son. Yes, and they went to all the places that people were saying, you know, and they did not see any wrongdoing there. So for four years we were investigated, mm. you and your son together? Yes. Because of the allegation that you were both yes. complicit yes, yes. in illegal mining? Yes. And just concluded in March this year? Yes. And you were given a copy and I you have said... a copy, I'll give it to you. And Shad cleared you explicitly? Yes, yes, yes. But then we also saw a video that was recorded, I'm pretty sure you saw this, in which... A few a few years back, in the heat of the you know Galamse fight, secretly recorded a release, and I think you may have even responded to it, um, which painted a picture of complicity. I'm pretty sure you remember that. Yeah, I remember that. But you know what happened? Tell me. Uh, somebody had did something wrong, and I sacked him. So uh, he says, "Oh, professor, I want to discuss something with you." So he comes to my office with another person, also a party person. And they started talking, asking questions, and saying things I, most of them I didn't know anything about, about. And because they had planned, you know, oh, didn't we give you this? Uh, you were involved in this. You told us we're going to do this. And they were recording. 
It was a secret, secret recording. So at some point, I said, look, did you come here to annoy me or to, to so please walk out? That's what, that's what happened. But this is a famous party in his video. Pardon me? Party in his so That's how you exactly. the famous party in his video. Exactly. So, and you know, they would ask a question, you answer, and then they bring something which is strenuous. You, you, you don't know what they are trying to drive at, but then they will try to implicate you. So, oh, you, you, you sent us to do this, we gave money to you, and, and that kind of thing. And they were recording it, you know, just to create a very bad impression. So at some point, when I had the feeling that they were just trying to annoy me, I said, oh, please, walk out of my office and just, just go away. So this, this is how the recording came to be. Mm. And in that, in that particular recording, you, was, was it something that the Shraj reviewed as part of its investigations? I don't know. Uh, Did he ask you questions about that in the last four years as they probed this? Um, I, I don't remember. Mm. But the much, uh, yeah. Recently, the chief executive officer of the Minerals Commission yes. had said that whilst you were the chair, you assumed yourself powers you do not have, including giving licenses to people to go and mine. It's not true. How? How can we give licenses? Did you ever give authority? Yes, the, the committee had the, had the uh, power to do that because I was, it wasn't me. See, the committee was made up of representatives from uh, Minas Commission, EPA, Water Resources Commission, Forestry Commission, uh, Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, Ministry of uh, uh, Water and Natural Water Resources, uh, Ministry of Interior, Defense, uh, ten ministries. So we formed the committee, and we were supposed to regularize the small-scale mining. So at some point, when we're taking the money through all the process, they are vetted and they are given the permission or the license to go and mine sustainably. So that's what the committee did. And so if the Minerals Commission chair is saying that, uh, they don't know what he's talking about. But the Minerals Commission is the, the sole legislative body no, with the power if, to if, give licenses. If they could do their work well, we would not have, the, the committee not been, would not have been created. So the Minerals Commission was part of the committee. So if they say uh, that we didn't have the power, then he doesn't have the power to do that. It wasn't me. It was a committee. But that's an ad hoc committee. It's an interministerial committee. Yes. So we were supposed to do that, regular things, and then back off. But not the, to give licenses for people no, to no, do no, We don't. Licenses is, what kind of licenses? You see, per, permit so that they could mine sustainably. That's why we took them through the, to help them get their licenses which are used, issued by Minerals Commission, because we don't, to, to get the mining license, you need permits from, license from Minerals Commission separately, EPA, Water Resources Commission, First Commission. Mm. And the committee... Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.